Hey, what's up, guys? Hope everybody's kicking ass today. Welcome to Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Cremines. You know, I'm really excited to be here today. I'm really excited to be alive, taking in air, walking around, having the opportunities that I have. I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful to be around, you know, uh, because there's been times in my life where, uh, you know, things could have gone a different direction. But uh, I've got a really good show for you today. I've got a cool story I want to tell you. Um, and what we're talking about today is really evolution of business, the evolution of the internet, the evolution of the information age as we know it. Um, today's podcast episode is entitled, what is it entitled? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Evolve or die. That sounds good. Evolve or die. <laughs> That's what it's called. Evolve or die. And here's why. So, a long time ago, when I was just a young boy, I'm going to take you back to the 80s here. For those of you who are around my age, about 40 years old, you'll be able to really appreciate this. We used to, um, we used to go on the weekends when we had a few extra bucks. And keep in mind, we were very poor. I, was, I, I grew up in a very poor household. We didn't have a lot of money. Uh, my dad worked. My mom didn't um, for the, the majority of my uh, childhood anyway. And... We didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of money to throw around. We lived on a farm. We grew most of our food or hunted most of our food. And, uh, and that's really kind of how we lived our lives. And, you know, I didn't really know any different. So no big deal. I mean, we were broke, but who cares? <laughs> so, um, but one of the things that we were able to do uh, fairly regularly, maybe a couple times a month, when we had the extra cash, was we would go to the video store. And, uh, you know, all, all, all four of us, all four boys, uh, myself and my three brothers, and my mom, my dad, we'd all go to the video store, we'd pick out some snacks and, and some candy and, and whatever, some popcorn and that kind of thing, right? And we'd, we'd dig through all the different movies that were available and, and we would see what was the, the thing that everybody wanted to watch, right? We'd usually pick like two movies, right? Um, so that we could uh, watch them over the next couple of days and then return them. Now, of course, you gotta be kind and please rewind. So, if you remember this, uh, we got VHSs before DVDs were available, right? We had VHS tapes. You had to rewind them before you took them back. And a lot of times they had that little sticker on there that said, Be kind, please rewind. Right? You remember that? That was cool. Anyway, so one of the first movies um, that I remember watching and one of the fondest memories I have in my childhood uh, is going to the video store and renting the newest movie that was out that everybody wanted to see at least everybody that I knew, because I was like, I don't know, eight or whatever, um, Batman. Remember that? God, I loved it. It was the very first Batman movie that came out. To my knowledge, it might have even been the first, uh, you know, comic, other than maybe Superman, uh, to really hit the big screen. So Batman was really super cool for me. I loved Batman. I've always been a huge fan of Batman and the Joker. The Joker's my character. That's my dude. I love that guy. Anyway, so I remember sitting there with our popcorn and uh, Reese's Pieces and and watching this flick, you know, and, and the very first scene where you actually see Batman appear in the movie, uh, he's on the roof, right, and he grabs the bad guy, and the bad guy says, who are you? And he says, I'm Batman. Like that, that specific moment in time is etched permanently in my memory. It will never go away. I can remember the smell of the popcorn. I can remember my, my fingers feeling buttery 
you know, from, from eating the popcorn. I can remember, you know, the intense feeling that we all have while we're sitting there on the edge of our seats watching this movie play out on the big screen. You know, Batman is actually coming to life right here in front of us, right? Couldn't wait to see the Batmobile and, and all these other things. We were just so excited as kids. It was the greatest moment ever, right? And that was something that, that I'm sure you all probably did as well. Uh, for those of you who are around my age and remember the VHS tapes. Well, you know, eventually uh, things move from VHS to DVDs and so on and so forth, right? Well, um, in the late 80s, I, I believe that it was, let me look at my facts here. Um, in the late 80s, actually uh, 1985, Blockbuster opened its very first location. And Blockbuster at the time was specializing in, you know, the renting videos uh, for a little bit less than everybody else, right? You were able to get your, um, your same videos there for a little bit cheaper than you could your mom and pops because, you know, they started, uh, they started becoming pretty big and getting a lot of locations. In fact, uh, they opened in 1985, but in 1992, just seven years later, Blockbuster was the dominating force in video rental. In the entire industry, Blockbuster was the undisputed leader in video rental. At full strength, Blockbuster had over 9,000 locations worldwide. 9,000 locations worldwide, right? Imagine that, 9,000 different Blockbuster locations. So no matter where you went, what major city, what minor city you went to, you're pretty much going to be able to find a Blockbuster nearby, right? Unless you lived in Coolville, Ohio. Because <laughs> there's not much in Coolville, Ohio, um, including Blockbuster. Of course, that's, uh, we'll get to that. Anyway, so uh, by 1992, they were huge. In fact, in 1994, Viacom bought Blockbuster for a whopping eight point four billion dollars I said billion with a B eight point four billion in 1994 think about that nine years after the first location was open the company sold for eight point four billion dollars can you imagine what that paycheck looked like holy cow I mean how do you spend that much money <laughs> right Unbelievable. Blockbuster was killing everyone when it comes to video rental. Nobody could touch them. Nobody could even come close, right? Well, in Texas, I believe it was, a young man by the name of Reed Hastings in 1997 went out and rented the hottest video, the one that everybody wanted to see at the time, Apollo 13. He went to Blockbuster, he picked it up, he took it home and he watched it and he sat it on, uh, he sat it on his, uh, you know, VCR, his DVD player. I think we're DVDs by 97. I don't remember. Anyway, so he sat it down and forgot about it, right? We do that. You ever had a late fee? You ever had to take your uh, video back and they're like, oh, yeah, you're, uh, you're a day late. We got to charge you an extra day, right? A couple bucks, three or $4, $5, whatever. Well, this guy kept it for a little bit longer than that. And when he took the, the video back to Blockbuster, they wanted to charge him a late fee of $40, which he paid reluctantly, but he paid it, 
right? And he's like, man, that's messed up. $40, I could have bought the whole damn movie for $40. I could own that thing for 40 bucks instead of just renting it for a week or whatever it was, right? So he got a little frustrated and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own company and I'm gonna do things differently. I'm not gonna charge any late fees. So he did. In 1997, Reed Hastings founded Netflix out of frustration for late fees, you know, returning Apollo 13. He was charged 40 bucks. He's like, no, fuck that. So he starts a little company called Netflix. No late fees ever, right? And he used this to his advantage over Blockbuster because he says, hey, look, Blockbuster, they're going to charge you a late fee, but me, you can keep it as long as you want and return it when you're done. And when you're done, I'll send you another movie. Not until then, right? Now, he knew he was going to lose some money here and there when people would, you know, rent a DVD for the $9 or the $7 or whatever it was that it cost for a month subscription. And he knew that sometimes people were going to keep those DVDs and never get another one. But he also knew that most people are going to return that shit and they're going to want to get their next movie. So he's going to continue to be able to collect from them on a monthly basis. And the thing that he did that was so much better than Blockbuster at the time was he turned this into a subscription service. In other words, you pay for it every single month whether you use it or not. You can use it a million times in a month if you, if you have the time. But if you don't use it at all, you're still getting charged. Pretty cool concept, right? Pretty great idea on his part. Wouldn't you agree? So what happened? All of a sudden, this company that was sold in 1994 for $8.4 billion, and by the way, during that time, their annual revenue just in late fees alone was $800 million, which was 16% of their total revenue. So they made 16% of their money on late fees alone right? Wow. 16% just from charging people for being late. That's it. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? But that's what they did. So um, Netflix says, forget about that, right? And eventually what happened was in 2002, Netflix went public and Blockbuster, the sales started dwindling a little bit. Not a, not, a, not a lot at first, right? They just went down a little bit, okay? But then, what did Netflix do? Netflix went online. They said, listen, not only can you rent the physical DVD from us and return it when you're done, we'll let you stream this stuff online. You don't even have to wait for this to come to you in the mail. We'll just go ahead and send it to you on the internet. You can watch it as much as you want, a million times if you want. In fact, we'll give you the choice of all the movies and, and the TV shows and everything else. So they continued to build on that. And as they're building on this, they realized that the one thing that they needed to do better than anybody else, other than not charge late fees, is they needed to make sure that they were relevant with their consumers. And what that means is they wanted to make sure that their consumer felt like they had a unique individual experience 
from Netflix. There's not one Netflix for all these millions of people. There are millions of different Netflixes. And let me tell you why. Because when I go to Netflix, it knows that it's me watching Netflix because I put in, you know, my username and password and I put in who's watching, right? I've got mom and dad, I got the kids, and then I got others, right? Because, you know, we all have to share our Netflix. <laughs> I'm all about sharing. You guys know this. So, um, so Netflix really started to personalize the experience. This is, this is what killed Blockbuster. So just a few years back, Blockbuster decided it was closing their last 2,000 uh, or their last uh, yeah, 2,000 stores that they had uh, throughout the country, costing about 3,000 jobs. Okay? Blockbuster's dead. What happened? What happened to Blockbuster? They did not evolve. They did not think that Netflix was going to take off the way that it did. They did not see, they did not have the vision that Netflix had when it came to consumer experience. They said, no, we're not going to change. We're going to keep doing what we're doing because no one's ever going to want to stop going to the video store. You know why? You know why they thought people would never stop going to the video store? Because they said that their data shows that people enjoy going in and opening up the boxes, reading the back of the box. Are you serious? <laughs> they enjoyed getting popcorn on their way out the door. You know what I enjoy? I enjoy sitting in my bed in my pajamas and clicking a button. That's what I enjoy. Fuck going out to the store and, and weeding through the people and, and things like that. You know, another thing that that report said, the Blockbuster says, uh, the report that they got said that people like the idea of possibly being able to run into one of their neighbors or somebody that they know at the Blockbuster store, which is one of the reasons that they felt that they would never die because people want to go to the store and see their friends. Are you kidding me? Dude, seriously? I mean... By this time, we all had cell phones, and while most of us had cell phones, the internet was out there, there's social media out there, there's all these other ways to get in contact with people. You don't have to go to the video store to meet your neighbor, okay? In fact, you can just walk across the street and knock on the door. It's not that hard. <laughs> but Blockbuster believed it. They believed the reports. And by the way, any report that you can make, I can swing it any way you want me to. I'm just telling you, right? So... Because Blockbuster decided that it was not time to evolve yet, they ended up shutting down their last stores just a few years ago. Completely bankrupt. Okay, so why is all of this important? Why do you care if Blockbuster went bankrupt? Well, I'll tell you why. It's proof. It's proof that you have to evolve, you have to change, or you're gonna die. <laughs> it's that simple. You have to change, you have to evolve, you have to keep up with the times and you have to believe, you know, that you have to try new things sometimes. You know, you can't just continue to do the same things over and over and over again that have made you successful because eventually those things aren't going to work anymore. One good example, if you go to the gym, right, you want to lose weight, you want to get in shape, you hop on the treadmill and you run on the treadmill for half an hour. That's your workout. And then tomorrow you come back and you run on the treadmill. And the next day you come back and you run on the treadmill. And that's what you do every day, you run on the treadmill. Well, that's great, that's great. You're gonna get some amazing, uh, uh, an amazing workout, no doubt. 
then you're definitely going to be doing yourself a lot of good at first. What's going to happen is your body's going to get used to that motion, used to that movement, and the needle's going to stop moving. In other words, you're going to stop losing weight. You're going to stop making progress. This is the exact same thing with everything else in your life. Business, I mean, you know, Blockbuster was like, ah, we're just going to stick with what works. And now they're gone. <laughs> it's, also, um, it's also hope. And here's why I say it's hope. Because, listen, if a huge multi-billion dollar company like Blockbuster can go bankrupt because somebody uh, or a couple of somebody's got together and decided to make a business similar but slightly different or the exact same business and implemented it in a different way, right? then that means that that thing you were thinking about doing but you don't want to do it because there's so many other people already involved or there's so many other businesses that are so much bigger than you that now means nothing, absolutely nothing. If you say, you know, like, I want to start a shoe company, but Nike, <laughs> fuck that, but Nike. Start your shoe company, right? Just understand that you've got to be relevant. You have to be relatable. Like, people have to understand who you are, what you believe in, what you stand for. That's what people care about today. You know, we're sick and tired of seeing these perfect images displayed by these advertisers and things like that about how perfect they are as a business, uh, as a product, as a brand, whatever. You know, the supermodels that, uh, you know, model the clothing or the, the perfect, like, bodybuilder dude modeling in a picture for supplements. Like, guys... People don't give a fuck about that stuff anymore. They're not, we're no longer being fooled by those things. Not that we were ever really being fooled, but they've programmed us to believe certain ways, right? They've programmed us to believe certain ways. So they have programmed us over the, you know, over the past couple of centuries that we are not the ones that own businesses. We are not the people that can make a multi-million dollar business. We have to have other people do that for us, the elite few people, right? Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm here to tell you, and Blockbuster can agree with me, that's complete fucking bullshit. If you want to start a tiny little company and you bust your ass, you work your ass off, you can become a multi-billion dollar organization. Like, Jason, I don't really want to be a multi-billion dollar organization. That's fine. You don't have to. I'm telling you that you can. You. Yes, you. The person looking at themselves in the mirror right now. The person listening to this right now. You could do this. You could actually start a company that could someday sell for billions of dollars. That's why this is important. Evolve or die. Blockbuster is dead. Toys R Us, dead. They didn't evolve. <laughs> they didn't think the internet was going to stick around. <laughs> well, now that you know, now that you know the internet is going to stick around, make sure you use that shit to your advantage. Uh, listen, that's all I got for you today. Uh, it actually took me three days to record that. <laughs> so sorry about that. 
Um, that's all I got for you today. But uh, the next show that I have coming up, I've already got it kind of planned out. I already know what's happening, um, kind of what the topic is going to be during the next show. And I really think you're going to like it as well. Hopefully you got some good meat and potatoes out of this. That being said, do me a solid, man. I know everybody's listening. Trust me. I see it when you, when you do a uh, post about daily drives. I see it. I don't care where you're posting it. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, doesn't matter. I see it. And I know you guys are not sharing the podcast. <laughs> so do yourself, do me a favor and do everybody else a favor that might need to hear this. Share the fucking podcast for me. It takes 30 seconds out of your day. Don't be a pussy. Let's just get it done. All right. I'm not asking you for a lot. In fact, I ask you for nothing. This is the one thing that I asked you for on this show is to share it, please. So do me a favor, share the story. It's not that difficult. I promise it won't hurt. Share it. And until I talk to you guys again, which is going to be here in just a few days, because this next episode is going to be some serious fire. Make sure you tune in for this. Subscribe if you're not already. That's how you're going to know when this stuff's out and ready to go for you. So until I talk to you guys again, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.